now I'm fucking going to therapy for years for something that someone just did and like they had to come. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the times men take these actions because they just have to come and they want to come or they want to do the thing that makes them feel good without really thinking about the repercussions or that there's a person on the other end of this. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen and agender people of notable import? This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Okay, look, a fairy spreads magic dust. You take a fairy across a river. Am I off base here? Am I crazy? Because I just had a very spirited debate in the champagne room, and apparently all of you, except for Chuck, are saying it wrong, and, you know, there, I can't let people be wrong on the internet, no. Uh, and by, I just had a, a debate about this. I mean, this was multiple days ago. I'm still hung up on it. Clearly, I have feelings. Hi, everybody. I'm just saying, no, was I going to seg out? No, I'm going to complete my thought. This came about because my roommate, who's from Michigan... And has that like Michigan, Chicago, Wisconsin accent. And, and she was asking about how to get to the beach from here on public transport. I was like, Oh, you can take a ferry to Sandy Hook. And she's like, a ferry? What's a ferry? I'm like, a ferry, you know, like a boat and it takes you across. Oh, she's like, Oh, you mean a ferry? I'm like, No, we're not talking about Tinkerbell. I'm talking about a ferry. Like you can dress up as a ferry and then take the ferry across and she's like no i'm pretty sure it's fairy and i'm like but you sound like that so i do i don't know if i trust you so i took it to the champagne room and i dropped it in the general channel and yeah you were all like defending this nonsense and i was not here for it this will not stand and then i later realized actually maybe it's the other way around maybe i think they're actually saying fairy as fairy and then they are saying fairy as fairy but they're saying fairy for both it's like hey no homo these are not homophones should i let this go probably do you have a riveting opinion about this gosh i hope so and if you do uh you should share it in the champagne room yes the champagne room are super free super fun except for when we're debating the pronunciation of random words, uh, and our super sex-positive Discord server. We've got channels about non-sex stuff like gaming and music and cannabis and wellness, and we got channels to talk about kink. We got channels for sex toy recommendations. We got channels where you can share your latest spicy sex story. And it is totally free to join. So, you know, hey, maybe you don't have people in your life you can talk to about the sex stuff, about kink, about non-monogamy. Well, you can connect with well over 500 fan whores in the champagne room at manwhorepod.com slash discord. And you can tell me how you pronounce fairy or fairy. And yes, those are how you say them. (laughs) 
okay, now that that's over, woo, are you still, was that a waste of your time? Possibly. That's fair. It's fair, as in fairy. There's, that's the comparison I'm supposed to make. Fair and fairy. Moving on, folks. Speaking of the champagne room, we had a great hot movie night last week. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, we got together and we watched Taboo American Style Part 2. It was wonderful. And, you know, I mixed up parts two and parts three. So, like, I was forgetting parts. I was getting surprised in real time with you people. It was like, oh, I totally forgot that Nina drives her friend so crazy. She gets into a, she gets addicted to drugs and starts doing sex work at a massage parlor. Oh, wait, that's how the movie ends? But we had a great time. Uh, I wore a cock ring in memory of our, our late grade Josh Myers, the cap and he came in through some fire commentary in there. It's a good time. So if you want to watch some retro porn with us, put this date in your calendar. September 22nd, 10 p.m. Eastern time. We're having a hot movie night. We're going to be watching part three because the brother's coming home from college. And so more hijinks can now ensue. Ooh. September 22nd, put it in your calendars. I'll see you soon. And I'll see you even sooner if you're in the greater New York City area. Very excited to tell you that Andrea Allen and I are putting on a naked comedy show. Oh, yeah. Naked, naked. What kind of naked? I'd argue there's only one definition of naked. But also, allegedly, some people say fairy as fairy and say fairy as fairy. And I, you know, who knows? But naked means sans clothes. Yes, our jokes and our junk are going to be hanging out on stage at the Hacienda on September 16th. We've got a great lineup of comedians. We've got comics who have been on Late Show with Stephen Colbert, The Tonight Show, NBC, OnlyFans. That last one's me, but hey. Uh, (laughs) So uh, it's going to be a great show, and we're very excited that tickets are now on sale. There'll be a link in the show notes to get your ticket, or you can go to wearehacienda.com. Folks, we got limited capacity, so get your tickets quick. I have a feeling this ass is going to sell out. Well, this ass, Andrea's ass, and everybody else's jokes, but you know what I mean. Um, So this episode is talking a lot about sexual assault in the comedy community and allegations of various, uh, the, the new Vogue term is sexual misconduct. But Andrea is, uh, you know, she's raging about a situation she uh, has now found herself in about a comic that we both know who has allegedly done some shit. And a point that we make kind of early on, but don't go too deep into is the idea that, you know, unfortunately, how successful you are, how talented you are, what you can get somebody else in comedy is like a factor in how accountable you are held. You know, do you have specials on Netflix and Comedy Central and your jokes are really great and you're really fun to hang out with? And oh, you know, he he's going to he's going to bring me to open for him in Buffalo, so I don't know if I if I can rock that boat. Let me tell you, if an if a open micer of six months who's really good and also gets called out for like the same thing as the guy with the Netflix special, I promise you that dude's not going to get booked. Why? He's, got, he's not important. And I'm seeing a parallel to all this uh, in, in the NFL. As you all know, big Jets fan over here, J-E-T-S. Love my football. And football continues to be having a reckoning with rape. 
and inappropriate behavior. Which, by the way, people keep going like, oh, it was only inappropriate behavior. It's not a crime. I'm like, it's not a crime to be like really shitty to women over and over again. Like, yeah, it's not a crime. But like, why do you want to fuck with someone who's shitty to women so consistently? I don't know. Now, I don't know who's been following this story during the offseason, but there's this guy, Deshaun Watson. He is allegedly a great quarterback. And it's a very important position, the quarterback. Kind of like a central figure to the entire team. And he's been accused by a few dozen women, I think it's like 24, 25 women, uh, of whether it's sexual assaults or inappropriate behavior or sexual harassment. Most of them are massage therapists. So, you know, it might be something like him just straight up soliciting them for a hand job or him like taking their hand and putting it on his junk, you know, stuff like that. And during this summer, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the league, he's been having to debate like, gosh, what's the punishment going to be? And they had to kind of go through like a legal system too. So while all this is going on, we're like, everyone's in agreement that like, yes, he did do the things that these women say he did. That's not really being pushed back against. And we're just figuring out what's his punishment going to be. During all this, the Cleveland Browns traded with the Houston Texans to get Deshaun Watson. Like what? And so this judge comes back and says, like, you know, okay, we're gonna we're gonna suspend him for six games. And then Roger Goodell, who's been trying to get tougher because he keeps getting yelled at when he's not being tough on on people who are on abusers. Yeah. Uh, so he comes back. He's like, actually, it's gonna be eleven games of a seventeen game season. To give you a little frame of reference, there's this cat Calvin Ridley. He's a wide receiver. Uh, he he's been suspended indefinitely because he gambled like. I forget if it was like $500 or $1,500, like a semi-inconsequential amount of money. He gambled on one game. He's suspended indefinitely. You sexually harass a couple dozen women. Eh, it's not that bad. And he's really good. We can't fuck up the Browns' big trade by getting rid of him entirely. There are too many mouths to feed from this guy. And that's what happens when you are allegedly really good at one of the most important positions on the team. Over this past weekend, a Buffalo Bills punter, this cat, I think it's Matt Areza is how I say it. I'm not too sure. This guy, Matt, this punter, uh, he got called out by this woman who said that she was raped by him and two of his buddies when he was back in college last year. And she was underage. That she was 17 years old. And as soon as that news hit, I was like, they're going to cut that guy. A punter? Yeah, you can find you can find someone on the bench to punt the ball 30, 40 yards. It's arguably one of the least important positions in football. I would say that the dude who holds the ball during a field goal kick is more important than a punter. And sure enough, two days later, this rookie punter was released by the Buffalo Bills. They did the right thing. But would they have done the right thing if it was Josh Allen, their superstar quarterback, doubtful i don't know they'd probably say i don't know we got to see more evidence depends where you are on the totem pole and that's not how we're supposed to determine what sort of consequences you face for your actions people keep going oh man that comic but he's so funny or he produces this show or i'm doing this project with him it's like surely there's someone else as funny without that many accusations of a thing as kelsey kane tried to tell us a couple years ago on her man whore podcast so this episode, it's heavy. We're talking a lot about this topic. And it's also about how, like, us dudes apparently got, you know, we got to talk to our buddies. 
when we find out some sketchy shit, you know, we got to come to our buddies with like care and concern. Cause you know, I remember Mark Marin after the Louis CK stuff came out, like Mark came out and he was like, this is my friend. And my friend apparently did a lot of shitty things and I need to talk to my friend. Like that's, that's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to ask your friends tough questions. Don't just call out like strangers on the internet, but not your buddy because he's your buddy. I don't know. I don't get along too well with the men folks, so who knows? But I think y'all will enjoy this conversation with Andrea Allen. Pretty heavy, but pretty real. Uh, before we get to that, I want to throw in a quick fan whore appreciation moment. I want to, this is probably an improperly timed shout out, but this is what we're doing. Uh, me thanking a member of the fan whore community on Patreon for supporting the work that I'm doing here. I want to give a shout out right now. Wonderful lady, Carrie Edwards. She has been binging forward through all these episodes. Oh my. When she reached out to me, she said, I'm on episode 50. And I'm like, I am so sorry. You had to sit through that much subpar podcasting. Gosh, was I dumb when I was 24. But welcome to the champagne room. I'm glad you're having a great time. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, and you too can become a member. Support the Man Whore Podcast, the work that I'm doing. Join us for a hot movie night. Get some special flair in the Discord server and access to a bunch of bonus behind-the-scenes content. When you sign up today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. All right, well, I basically introed uh andrea again this is her eighth appearance that's a new record over here she was last on the show i think december of 2020 let's go talk about men talking to men instead of talking to andrea allen hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You can start now. Sure. Yeah. How'd the meeting go? <laughs> <laughs> My job in this whole thing was to carry a piece of information from one source to another, um, which I felt was like the responsible thing to do. So me and another person went, okay, we know this information. We work in spaces where the owners of these venues should know this information. You know, it was more like, there has to the the needle if we can move the needle in some way in order to protect our community that's our interest our interest isn't being like oh this guy is evil and i want to tell everyone it's like there are things being said and you should know about it because you run a space and that's was our sole purpose. Like to- you run a space and I think you give a shit. Yes. I know. I know this owner gives a shit. Because there are some owners of venues where you're like. Oh, yeah. Some of them would have been like, yeah, these whores always run in their mouth, you know, like. Or the, or the first question is like, yeah, but like what credits do they got? I, I mean, that it's- is sadly like a, a, a factor in people's decision making in our community. And like if I had thought that this um, person felt that way. 
I wouldn't have like wasted my breath. Mm. That's that's the thing about this stuff is that like people are like being a woman in comedy must be so hard, but like you guys are rallying together and blah. I'm like, no, we're not. Like this is some fractured, insane clown house filled with extremely dysfunctional people. And like, there is no coalition of ladies to keep ourselves safe. It's like just you and your friends trying to do the right thing. Like, I think people want to believe that Me Too changed anything and that, you know, that men are doing better. And it's just not really true. So all I do in these situations is go like, I want to do what I perceive is the right thing. I want to make sure people are aware of the dangers that are possible. And that's all I'm fucking doing. It's crazy that I do that. Like, you have nothing to do bipolar with bipolar comedian Andrea <laughs> Allen coming in and trying to keep spaces safe. It's like keeping also keeping a venue safe where people are drinking and like everyone has autonomy. You know, that's not something I can really do, but I can like give information and the people involved can then decide the actions to take as someone who's not even like directly involved in the no. what it's like i just wanted to get on a stage and scream dog pig that's all <laughs> i wanted to, i just wanted to go up there and be like dice yeah oh, right like but no now i gotta now i gotta like do things be a social worker <laughs> be a rape crisis counselor it's making me of the, the mitch hedberg joke where he's like why do they want you when you do one thing why you gotta do something else? <laughs> I'm a comedian. They're like, can you write? It's like I'm a comedian. Are you a social worker? Can yes. you be a rape counselor? Hedgeberg. <laughs> can you fucking... be a vigilante? <laughs> I am wearing like big orange glasses. I do look like Batman right now. I am like weirdly. I mean, I think the person who I me and another person who I'm very close with went and spoke to the venue owner, and both of us are victims of sexual assault. This has happened to us. We know how this goes down. Um, we know that this is potentially dangerous. There is no, like, what's the right? There is no, oh, I don't know. And like, let's wait. Because I think we know how this goes. More so. Because we're women. We know how this goes. Mm -hmm. And we're like, there's no time. There's no waiting. Also, our job is just to relay information. Our job is not to confront the person involved. And I do think that requires a little bit more processing and figuring out the best way and, you know, going through in your brain, oh, my God, I thought I knew this person and now I'm hearing all this shit and how is it true? And to me, it's like if I hear enough shit that's similar and from different parties, I'm like, yeah, it's fucking probably true. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would say about Cosby when people would question. I'd be like, okay, even if 90% of them are lying, that's still like six or seven women. Yes. Like, yeah. Right. Um, just to get, so we're not totally free floating. Do you want to like kind of give a foundation of like the, what that happened, the information you yeah, were relaying? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Someone in our community who's especially like I'm I hang out in like the Brooklyn all We're talking comedians or sluts? Which comedians? Comedian? Okay. I mean That's, the same you know. word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there are some comedians who are not sluts, but we're, you know <laughs> we're the overwhelming majority. I mean, I think comedians live this very 
childish lifestyle and might include myself in this. You know what I mean? We all sleep with each other. We all work together. There is no office. There is no HR. A lot of us are real dysfunctional and, you know, there's just no, it's a wild fucking West. Um, so it is hard to like know who's inappropriate, who's a real threat, who's fucked up and they're sad and maybe they did something, they did something a little over the line, but within like a, you know, consensual initially thing. So it's like very hard to police any of this stuff mm. because it's a fucking shit show. And I, I don't want to make it my job to police people's sexual encounters. Again, I just want to tell dick jokes. But um, Brooklyn itself, I think we like, quote unquote, pride ourselves on being less shitty than club comics or whatever, you know, safer spaces for women, safer spaces for people of color. But like, there are lots of people who know this and talk the talk because they know that those are the right words to say and they know how to present as this ally type person. They know which opinions are the right opinions yes. to have to be booked in these spaces yeah. and not be yelled at. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, also may believe a lot of stuff, you know, but maybe not so much with women. That's the thing. It's like, I also feel like there's like a lot of comedians can definitely do the right thing when it comes to like social justice type stuff. But when it comes to men and women, that shit's very deep and they're less likely to do the right thing in that area. This is all to say that the me a member of our community who is one of these talk the talk, do the right thing people had an allegation, come out, a victim reached out, you know, through a third party. And then, you know, it was sort of relayed to a group of people that are friends and associated with this person. And then this chaos ensued of like, how do we deal with this? So the allegation is presented. And then now everyone needs to do their quote-unquote research to see if it's true, which is a big fucking bummer. Like, this is what bums me out, is that when there is an allegation, people want, like, concrete evidence, you know, to be able to believe it. And I think to give a sense of closure, like, they feel like they don't want to know this about their friends, so they want auxiliary information. And I also understand wanting to be responsible in confronting someone and understanding the scope of things. Like, I don't blame people for wanting to feel sure about, you know, having this conversation and about making an allegation about someone that's, you know, really serious. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like, then the onus is falling on everyone to do weird research about this stuff. And it just gets like drawn out and ugly. And like, so I heard about uh, the allegations and I heard that everyone was sort of talking, but then, you know, the conversation just wasn't really happening. Um, and I was just like upset by the fact the conversation wasn't happening. And also just like seeing every, seeing all the hurt that was being spread around through this thing. Like everyone's like, what do I do? You know, what do we know? Can we talk to this person? Can we talk to that person? And I'm like, you need to talk to one person. That's it. Mm. You know, but I, but I understand. I do understand wanting to feel sure. Well, what what did you do to 
feel sure? I heard what the allegation was and went yikes. Mm -hmm. And then I, I know women who have been with this person. So I was like, can I talk to you about this thing? Because it's shocking to me. And so, you know, if you're comfortable, tell me about how you, you know, how your interactions are with this person. And I started to hear things that were just, you know, not serious to the nature of the allegation, but like, oh, this is ugh. not criminal, but shitty. Yeah, shitty. I and, was, yeah, I was and, hearing a lot of sh- not great things. Yeah. And then you told me about this. Yeah. And I was like, I've gone on multiple I dates. done told you, bitch. I like, I mean, because like I've known him in comedy since I was in college. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nice guy, funny guy, you know, I like his jokes. But And then in my early 20s, I went on multiple dates with women. Yeah. I told you this, that who like somehow it comes up, oh, you do comedy. Oh, I've dated some comedians. And when, you, when you're when you on a date and you hear someone's fucked one of your colleagues, you're like, okay, who? Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Yeah, tell me. I would not want to be dating someone who was also fucking people in the comedy community. That would make me want to blow my own brains out. So I don't mind if they want to fuck other comics. I just like also want to make sure it's not like I do mind. Com- oh, you! Period. I'm like, get the fuck! Don't you be dipping your toe in this. Pond. I'm the only crazy you're gonna. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. That's my spot. <laughs> that's right. Don't have. Don't find another crazy lady that can blow your back out the way that I do. Bam. Uh huh. So, <laughs> so I. But I do get that. I get there's certain people yeah. that are hair triggers. So, so, yeah. so yeah. No. So I've been on multiple dates with women who, when this comes up that they've hooked up with or dated comics, and you're like, well, who? And then they've all said this name and. It was almost always like some sort of weird, you know, we're on a first date. I, not all of them are being like, yeah, that man did X to me. Yeah. But like they always alluded to some shittiness or something like, oh, it wasn't great. Or yeah, you know, was that or he was kind of like this. And yeah. so when you said it, I was like, this motherfucker, like I've yeah. known for like 10 years. And that's the, th- oh, that's the thing is like there's ev- the people who are involved in this confrontation have all known this person for a long time. And I think. Like, in recent years, too, he's had a lot of tumultuous relationships with people who are younger than him. Mm. And it's been, like, amongst peers being like, hey, man, with these fucking younger girls, like, what are you, more so framed, like, you keep having these messy, toxic relationships with people, but they're so young and they're so clearly, like, not okay in some mm. certain way because of their age or because of many other factors so it was more like why is it with it like you can't keep dating this type and then having it blow up and be so fucked up and then come to us and be like oh my god and we're like oh god another 22 year old <laughs> fucking was a mess like yeah yes that also comes into play too like when when an accusation comes into play like this you start to like review the content of your friend's character unfortunately Mm. to try to like go like i always say like say an accusation like this comes against a comedian and again bill cosby was mr squeaky clean so that that also can happen too there's some people who project an image of like purity or whatever who Mm. are hiding some insidious shit so i'm not always saying that but there are certain men like if josh gondelman for example was accused we would all be like what the 
fuck like it would take a lot of like processing to reconcile that i think i still would um but like this situation was like yeah, there's that. He's always kind of like this, but it was never past a certain point. It know. was just like this guy's weird and sh- kind of shitty with wit, like not in the in the way that any of us knew the, the abusive nature, but we knew that it was a mess, and that we. I know. I think certain people were like, "I don't want to talk to you about this shit any about this shit anymore with this yeah. breakup or this or that or whatever." And and these young women and whatever, like, so I think that's. A part of what, like, we were like, ugh, okay, there's that. This tracks. Yeah, this tracks. All this stuff has, like, pattern, very predictable patterns to it very very often. Right. Like, there's, like, the, another comic who's bigger and is around and has his accusations against him. And, like, the reason why it felt easier to believe, because, like, it all tracked yeah. with him. Like, they were all drunk, him being drunk at comedy venues and- like it, all the stories are consistent in like yeah. setting and type of behavior, and having seen and observed him, typically because like he's a party guy, he, he gets drunk yeah. at comedy venues, so like it tracks. It's not like something crazy out of character yeah. where you're like, what? Like okay, yeah, you know, like you go like I can buy this, yeah, and that's what's tough, and is that like you can you can buy it, but you still don't want to buy it because it's your friend Mm. you know and i think that's what a lot of people in this situation have been going through like i feel so bad for these people and for myself that like i see like heartbreak because they're like this is my fucking friend i thought and then he's then i'm so fucking mad at him too and i don't fucking know what to what happens when I confront it and I'm not getting answers that I like. Also, when you confront someone with this and they did do it, they mostly deny it. So there's no closure. There's never going to be closure to this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of like process the information and was like, okay, something needs to happen. Everyone around this person is very safe, like, you know, myself included, this is my, you know, these are my extended friend group, my friend group. And so someone said to me like, hey, if I was, you know, talking to this person, I would probably feel more comfortable, you know, going home with them or like, you know, flirting with them, seeing him with all of his friends. You know, I think there's like a cosign that happens, especially with men mm-hmm. when they have like cool female friends or or whatever it may be. So it's just like, I was like, we can't co with with what this is. We can't co-sign. We this. can't still hang out with him at this bar, fucking with him. Right, exactly. I just I can't do that. Like yeah. I I feel he's gonna have to pick someone up by being a lonely man at the bar. Yeah, he's and, gonna, and he's gonna need that handicap. Yeah, he has to keep going. Yeah, yeah, and I think he will. I like. I think. He's an attractive, charming person, and I don't think that that was always a confusing part to me. Well, I would always hear that, like, oh, when when all these when I start when it started becoming like multiple women, I was like, is he that? Is he cute? And I don't realize this. Like, yeah, he's what? cute. <laughs> there is always a part of you that's like, is this a lie? Because I think it's easier in our brains. We've been primed to not believe women. We've been primed to go. This is a misunderstanding. And even if, as we're brought up with so many, one allegation should be enough. But even, 
but but I think like I think it's also fair to want to do a little diligence. You get so we accuse somebody of murder. You usually want <clears throat> right. some like evidence. But if someone keeps getting accused of murder, and we're like, well, each of them, there's just there's not enough evidence. Right. But if you get accused of fifty murders, yeah, no, I know, know. Then, I know. Then you know you're probably a hitman for the mob. Like that's sure. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I know, I know. So it's just there's this like throughout this whole thing. There's am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. There's that question over and over and over again, and. You know, I think I, what I said to a friend who was, is close to this person and very conflicted about it, and I understand his conflict, is I'm like, okay, what's being done here is not a character assassination. You're trying to have a conversation with your friend about what's happening. Mm. And you're trying to, if you feel as if this is a real threat, you're trying to minimize the threat. Um, and that's all that is happening. This is actually not like, a big deal like a lot of uh, frustration i think for me and the woman who went to the venue are just like this is not a big deal this is a passing of information you know the information is out there we know it it's been presented we must responsibly pass it on and this person must have some sort of conversation about this thing this person also should want a co- like if you were accused of of a sexual assault would you not like want I would me want to be like, oh my god, there's this thing being said. What the fuck, man? I would want, I would want to, I would want someone to come to me first before just tweeting and no one talked to me. Yeah, not because so I can defend myself, but I would want to know like if I did something wrong so I can not do it again. But but there's also I think what we need some space for is to like an assault of a not. I don't know how to say this. Yeah. So no one tweet at me. You could tweet at me a recommendation of how to better phrase this. Sure. But like assaults that are like nonviolent, so to speak, that are like non-knowingly an assault yeah. where someone who is willing to step up and say, that happened that way. I did not know that was not consensual. I'd like to learn from this so I can go out and not assault more people. Yeah. Because right now we're dealing with an untrained population of men. Yeah. And there's there's a certain extent that you can't, be mad at people for not knowing things they don't know yeah. that they're supposed to be taught by adults when they're kids. Yeah. It feels endless with this shit. It also feels like no one cares. Well, who should be confronting him? His close friends, I think. So friends that are closer than you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so and you went to them and told them this. They, and- this all started with them. I had nothing like I had nothing to do with this situation until I heard that the situation was going down in a conversation at a bar. And I was like, what the fuck? What? And then I was like, oh, okay. Does does this person know? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. I must tell this person. That's it. I think my taking action was like, okay, you're in this now. Mm. And I've been sort of like counseling for like, I mean, talking out with my friends, I'm not, again, I'm not a rape counselor, but talking out with my friends, how they feel about it and what the right thing to do. And I just feel this like pressure to, there's this like, well, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm not the victim. I'm not the dude. I'm not fucking the owner of this venue. I'm not any of this. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be here today. Yeah. Right. I'm not a fucking cop, man. I'm a fucking OnlyFans bitch. <laughs> you know? F- Fansly. It's Fansly, excuse Fansly. me. But I just, I don't, I, but then I think someone wants that one piece of evidence that's going to make them feel 
like justified, quote unquote. To me, it's just the number of people. Maybe we need to come to him and be like, dude, man, like you don't have to go sit down and accuse a dude of rape without evidence if you don't feel comfortable with that. But you can say, dude, man, I'm hearing this many stories from this many people. There has to be a there there. Yeah. If enough people be like, have told me like, Billy, you're an asshole on Twitter. Eventually, I came to the table. I was like, okay, if that many people think that from different situations, I got something I need to look at. Yeah. So let me look at it. And now I'm going to clear text through Andrea from time to time. <laughs> hey, can I tweet this? Not nah, all right. I won't. <laughs> the answer is always no. <laughs> always like, fuck no. What? Why does everyone think I'm a fucking cop? I nah. mean, <laughs> no, I spread it out among you and some other people. Thank uh, but- <laughs> you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, so, so what, what's an ideal way this goes down? And, and so we don't have to like depersonalize it if we want to create the hypothetical. You hear something about me. Your friend. Yeah. We're so fr- we're friends, right? Yes, okay, cool. you weirdo. Right. I guess we just need a template because right now if there's if it's just you're in trouble and you go away forever, then you have to be defensive. Because yeah. there's no yeah, there's no point. you have to there has to be a light that if you engage, you might be able to get to. If there's no hope, then why bother yeah. in good faith? But if there's hope for another end, then you might act, some might actually go through a process. Yeah. Yeah. I think other men have to talk to you. That's the first thing. Because if you have weird shit with women, then women confronting you is going to be a nightmare. A lot of people that are, you know, like you said, bozos or whatever who are doing this thing, they're doing it because they view women and sex as one way. Mm -hmm. And they probably don't really view women as their peers on a level. They have a bizarre and problematic behavior. I don't think you can accidentally assault women if you don't have some sort of problematic sort of I'm not talking about your like I put the thumb in then I took it out I'm talking about like this situation this situation at its best which I don't know if this is at its best this situation at its best is someone who takes out their weird feelings about women during their sexual interactions you know you know i think we can figure out how purposeful this is or not if we just like get his phone open the the apps and see what the age range he has set is right is it like mine where it's hey 22 to 50 plus hey well equal up a tune or is it like uh 18 to 24 and a half (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i don't know and then the younger women thing is i've talked to this person about that been like stop what do you say he just he was just like yeah i like they're not very serious conversations, but I have just been like, well, dude, she was so fucking young. Come on. He was like, hey, you know, so that's as far as that goes, really. But if you have fuck shit with women, which a lot of men do, they don't like women. A lot of men don't like women. So having a woman come try to expect to have like emotionally complex conversation, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think it has to be from other men. Um, But here's the thing, though, is that like so many men don't take actions until they see financial consequences or career consequences. Uh, I hate to quote Neil Brennan because he's also been like weirdly apologetic about a lot of people's behaviors on Twitter. But Neil Brennan said something about like, I understand women tweeting and just like, quote unquote, character assassinating men on the internet, which is not what I think that is, but he's like, I get why it's come to this because it's similar to um, like, I'm drawing a parallel between race. Sorry, I'm a white lady, 
but like you know when people are like why are there riot like instead of you know when racial injustice happens why don't you protest peacefully like why are what is why you have to destroy property and it's like because we have been protesting and then peacefully. y'all assassinated king so like what right, do you want? right 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 <laughs> right right so it's like this this whole like basically when neil brennan was talking about this he was like i get why women take this route now because it's the only way that's ever moved the needle mm-hmm. like this is the first time that there's ever been any like harvey weinstein is in jail bill cosby went to jail he got out lolol but like so like in a deeply broken system where no one believes us where we barely report it because we know no one cares because people do it out in the open and other people know and don't care um especially in our fucking community i'm shocked that we're even having a conversation right now which is a you know i just feel like i don't even want to be like this is progress because I just don't fucking care. I'm like, it's pathetic. The bar is so low. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I want to talk about drinking cum. Just yeah. let me talk about but cum. But it's just like my people have this like fanciful idea of how there's some justice in this. I'm like, there fucking isn't. It's a garbage dump and I don't care. And if you want to fix it, men, you fix it. Mm. Also, I'm like, men are very scared of these conflicts and the way that it'll fuck up their reputation. And on a level I can understand being like, Oh fuck, I was having these weird sexual interactions and I I didn't realize what I was doing. And now like, I don't have a job, whatever that may be. I can understand that rationale, but I am kind of like the reason why we live in this world is because you created this shit world, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're, we're so mad and we're so exhausted that all we can do is be like, Fuck you, this guy's a rapist. Here's the story, you know, because we're like, because if I came to you, you wouldn't do anything, you know? So, like, there's this fear of persecution, but it's because there has been no consequences for so long that now we're fucking furious. Yeah. And so, anger comes into this a lot. That's another thing where having the onus be on women in this situation who are victims of sexual assault who have a lot of anger and loaded feelings about these things it's just like oh here's another burden for me you know yeah and so i i because like now you got to go have this meeting and then have this other meeting and be in these chats and and that's taken away from you doing the things you want to live my fucking life i have nothing to do with this i literally have nothing to do with this i have the burden of knowing about it and having kind of a conscience that's the problem yeah. Is that like the reason I why I went and passed information on to someone who I thought it was relevant to is because I have a conscience. Yeah. And now it's like, well, can you talk to this person? And can you talk to this person? I'm like, you fucking talk to this person. Yeah, it's not my fucking It's fucking what? It's not even my close friend. Yeah. Right? It's like, so. And it is a friend of mine. For yeah, sure. Friend, but like, you know, it's not yeah. like you're a close buddy. It's not like. There are you, closer friends who should be having the talk. Yeah. And I think those people are doing that. I, I, I know you think they are gonna do it yeah i know they are okay um and also again like as someone who used to have sex drunk a lot because i was this is not me blaming myself i'm saying i was not okay emotionally in any way so i was using alcohol to medicate myself addiction is a disease it also is a coping mechanism for mental health issues so it's complicated so i have 
I was sexually assaulted the most at that time period in my life because I was vulnerable, Mm -hmm. because either a predator knew I was vulnerable, which certainly was the case, or because another drunk person who also was all fucked up, we got in a room together and some shit went down that shouldn't have gone down. So I have had to deal with that for years, you know? Um, for many years, I was like, oh, this is a funny story, you know, <laughs> which was my way of owning the situation and trying to turn it into sure. something better than it was. And then Me Too happened. And I was like, oh, no, look at all these funny stories that were actually like really awful things. And look yeah. at the way these have like shaped my relationship with sex and my already insanely fucked up relationship with men. Now I'm fucking going to therapy for years for something that someone just did and like they had to come. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of the times men take these actions because they just have to come and they want to come or they want to mm-hmm. do the thing that makes them feel good without really thinking about the repercussions or that there's a person on the other end of this. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to go to therapy this week extra for this? Because a guy needed to come? That's that's what's like, just like, fuck you. And, and you know, part of that is like the, you know, guys who will say, like, no, I want women to have a good time, but they don't want women to have a good time at the expense of whether or not they come. Yeah. Like, There's no way to not think about yourself as this victim. When mm-hmm. you hear about a victim, especially like, you know, I know details of this allegation and I've certainly been victimized in similar ways. So now I'm like, oh, okay, here's me in a different font, you know? <laughs> here's yeah. here's another version of me and another version of this person. And now I have to be like, oh yeah, I know fucking I know how this goes down. If you're a dude and you're hearing this and you're not thinking about yourself as the potential perpetrator. To me, that sounds like a red flag. Because like when I hear these stories, a lot of times, and I've been hearing these yeah, since high you have school. Empathy. When my, it's it, a difference. Right. So yeah. it's like if you just if you heard all this just now and you're a dude and you haven't even thought like, could that be me? Have I done that? Maybe. Yeah. Even if you're been married 20 years, as maybe someone you were with back in college. I've definitely heard stories and then I've gone back into the well to be like, well, what about that? Like I've reanalyzed yeah, situations course. I'm in. And if you don't ever do that, like that's a red flag. And if you're hearing me say those words right now, fucking take a pause and yeah. think wow, maybe I should do that. You might feel shitty about an encounter that you've had, and that's okay. That's kind of the point. I mean, let me tell you an example of an accusation in the comedy community. I've been talking about this recent one in vagaries because I don't want anyone to, you know, I want everyone to feel like they have space to deal with this, and I don't want It's also being like, it's very much happening right right now. We're in this. But I'll, I'll talk about something that happened to me. So back when I was this young, you know, unmedicated bipolar, untherapized, very vulnerable person, um, I joined the comedy community as like a fan. And again, these poor chuckle fuckers, man, what a what a that is the worst (laughs) type of groupie. Like at least musicians are hot. Like I cannot believe the people I fucked just because uh, you know, of some weird power dynamic with some open micer who walked dogs. Oh, that callback made me wet. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't believe my. I wasted my pussy getting sexually assaulted by such losers. But here we are. Um. So so, I had a crush on a comedian 
Um, his name is Ray DeVito, and he was involved in a community that I was a part of, which is a podcast community, um, super fun, like such a so many fun memories of going to these comedy shows and meeting these other fans of these podcasts and like meeting these comedians who I viewed as celebrities. Like it was the funnest time ever. Which is wild. Like hearing a comedian on a podcast, some people go like, wow, they must be. Fa-. No, I know. I know. So they're like, no, that dude's got four roommates. But that was the way now, right? Because <laughs> right? like you, but people don't know. They don't know. And and I didn't know. And I did view these people as celebrities. I like, saw him headline hilarity. So he must be. No, that was that gig paid $800. <laughs> Maybe. God, $800. Woo. Don't get me excited. Um, So I told this person that I liked them. And I asked them on a date and he said, you know, I'm more looking for a girlfriend. Like basically he was like, you're a drunk slut and I'm not interested in that. Ouch. Fine. Maybe find a nicer way to put that. But like. You're not wrong, but you're, you're not, being mean. Yeah. Yeah. You're being mean. <laughs> um. So, but then this guy would still, we would get drunk and you know, every once in a while we would like make out or whatever it may be. Um, and then we kept hooking up like here or there. I don't remember a lot of it. We both drink, we both drank a lot and he still drinks, um, much to his, the detriment of his health. And, um, one night I went to hang out with him and other comedians near his apartment and we went home together And immediately, and again, this is like, I think women can really empathize with this. You go into a space and you're like, I don't like it. Like, you're like, it's dirty. There's four roommates. It feels scary. I've walked into the home of a broken man. The posters are hung up with scotch tape. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, oh, this person's sad in a way that I didn't realize. And now my pussy's dry as a bone. Um. So it was one of those situations where I was like, there's I think there's mold on the carpet. I, don't, uh, I didn't even know carpets could get mold. I know. I know. <laughs> so whatever. I just didn't feel like I wanted to hook up. And then we were hooking up and it just like wasn't really happening in any way. And then I said I didn't want to anymore. Um, and like asked if, but I lived very far away. I lived in another borough. I remember being super broke at that time. And I was like, I can't. The train is like five fucking hours. I can't afford an Uber right now or, or taxi. This is back when we used to hail taxis. Shout Throw out. Back. I know. God. There once was a time where the, the there once was a time where Ubers were cheaper than the yellow. Cow. I know. God, dude. Fucking. Yeah. Ugh, the beginning of the golden era. I mean, the reason why I started taking Ubers in the first place is because a taxi driver locked me in his car in the middle of nowhere put that into the bank of other assaults so i'm i remember being like oh i don't have money that's how i remember this because when you're a victim in a situation like that and you're drunk you weirdly have like poignant little memories that you hold on to Mm -hmm. because you're like i remember i didn't have money and so that's why i wouldn't couldn't take a cab so i know that i'm telling truth about the situation because i remember that piece of information Uh, the nuances the weird sex stuff it's hard but why wouldn't i just take a cab i knew i didn't have money so i was like can i just sleep on your couch you know because i don't have money but i don't want to sleep you know stay in your bed or whatever and he was very like (sighs) 
about it. And then he was like, well, can you just give me a hand job? Like, you can't just like stay. You know what I mean? It was like, you can't. Basically, it was like, you can't stay here unless you give me a hand job. And then I begrudgingly also like, why do you want a hand job? You can't keep it up because you're drunk. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? So I was like half giving this guy a hand job. Like He needs to come. Right. So, you know, I probably failed but begrudgingly tried, you know, and just remember being like, I hate this. I just remember being like, I hate this. Ugh. And then like the next day he took me for coffee and the whole time I was like, I get away from this person. Like the situation sucks. So then Me Too happens. Years later, we're doing the whole like rewind through everything. And this interaction comes up in my mind and I discuss it with people who know this person and people who are in their social circles also may i say this person also i sent him nude photos and then like i didn't go to his birthday party because i had to work and he was mad at me for that so he showed other men my nude photos like oh look at this picture man one of them being a person that i had worked for one of them being my friend my friend who saw it was like hey ray is showing people naked photos of you um and his excuse was like, oh, I just wanted to show you off. Like, it's a compliment, you know, again. Bullshit. So I remember, like, there was discussions about Me Too and all this stuff. And and there are members of the community who, you know, had more power in the situation or whatever. And I And we talked about it fairly openly. And one of them was friends with him. And I was just like you know, there was an on-air conversation about this thing. And the dude who was friends with this guy was saying, like, I don't have any guy friends who do stuff like this. That's that's what comedy has been. You know what I mean? Like, this is not me defending this person's action. This is, like, what has been going on in comedy and music and every industry with Patek, whatever. All these scumbags have been, like, running the show with zero accountability. Tale as old as time. Snooze. We know this is what it's been like. So he goes like, I don't think I have friends who do stuff like this. And then the female co-host was like, what about this guy? And so now it's like, what about this guy and Andrea and this thing? And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like I'm sitting there being like, now my sexual assault and weird fucking thing with this guy. On air, you in the room? Yes. On air, me in the room. Okay. Well-intentioned, but no. But no, right. But here's the thing. A lot of, and this is another thing that dudes do a lot, is they get all fucking chest puffed about how they're going to defend women. But this is about you still. This is about you being Mr. Fucking Tough. I'm going to, I'm going to take this guy down. And it's like, you're going to accidentally, you already outed the victim of the situation in your attempt to be the fucking hero. Mm. So this is about you again. This isn't about you coming, but this is about you doing some form of masculine performative garbage. So then there, then I come on mic and I'm like trying to explain the situation. Like we were drinking and this and this, and then he said this. And Are you it was, trying to be funny during it? Because you're like, I guess I'm throwing my trauma out here. Right. I mean, to the best of my abilities, it was a very serious episode. Um, there was also a guest on there that had allegations with some of my close friends. So it's just like, it's just like trying to talk about this in a, in a room full of sharks, you know, when you're like, 
okay, well, I don't know, you have weird shit, so hey, other guest, let me hear you fucking talk about believing women why I know there's shady shit with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's so, there's no, you feel like you can't trust anyone in the situation. Everyone's trying to say the right thing, and you're like, I think you're full of shit. I think you're full of shit. I think you're full of shit. And now I have to talk to people who are full of shit in a room about my thing, knowing that they like probably have done some version of this. And now all of a sudden they're the fucking like, they're the fucking big men, you know, doing the justice. So that happens and it's fucking weird and shitty. And, you know, the female co-host apologizes for bringing it up. And I'm like, I, you know, okay, sure. Here it is. Now it's out there. So now I have to deal with this. And then the forum's discussion of my weird sexual assault situation begins. And everyone weighs in on whether I'm lying or whether this guy's a good guy. You know what I mean? Is it an assault or should we just use a different word? Right. Is she slutty and blah, blah, blah. My sexual history was brought up so much during this. And I didn't even ask for this to be brought up. Like I was processing this on an individual level. I had been processing with this, this, with this guy. I'd also very publicly been like, Hey, fuck you. Um, like we we did a we did like a roasty thing once and i remember uh as during my set being like hey you showed everyone my fucking nudes you know so i had not been like pretending that i'd also been surviving in the comedy community seeing this guy mm-hmm. and trying to be like hey man you know like this is the thing people don't get is like you have to just be amongst your assaulters and have everyone be cool with them and you have to decide if it's quote unquote worth it that's another thing that people right. don't get about this is like, well, there's the big rape and then there's the gray rape and then there's the guy who put his hand on my back all the time and stares at my boobs. And then there's the guy who I know doesn't book me because he wants to fuck me and feels fucking weird about that. Mm-hmm. And there's the guy that hates me because I'm loud and he thinks I'm like some annoying feminist, even though I crush all the time and he bombs. Like there's so many versions of of assessing the male how a man's gonna react in a situation and it's like a constant fucking like narrative that you're like all right well it's this fucking thing so i don't i'm tired i don't i don't want to deal with calling this guy out but i I can't be in a room with that guy because that's fucking serious so like i have to tell my friends to if he's around let me know you know we're doing this like weird whisper campaign Shout out to the woman's Facebook group in comedy, which has since come down, probably because men were afraid of it. Well, that and the leaks. I mean, (laughs) some of those hoes weren't loyal. Dude, the wiki. Oh, yeah. No, there was some fucking. There's a place in hell for the Chrissy mares of comedy who fucking take other women's sexual assaults and report it back to the dudes who did it. You fucking trash bag. Burn. I'm just saying that group had more leaks than the Trump administration. It was like there I know. Were screenshots all the time. And that's another thing is that there are a lot of women in 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 the world and also so in the comedy community as well where they're worried about their careers and they also have internalized misogyny. So they do yeah. take men's sides. So you also have to be like, is this woman cool or is she a fucking narc? So it's not just men. Yeah. Um, so now there's this long discussion. Everyone gets to decide who's telling the truth here and who's lying and whatever. And it's very upsetting to read as someone who knows that it happened. Then he denies it, obviously. Um, 
And I wrote a very long thing. I use my skills as a comedian and writer. Mm. Um, I wrote a very long thing being like, you have to listen to it. I think I was very fair to you. Also, like this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And he had said like, well, I wouldn't do that because I was drunk and I couldn't like get my dick hard and I didn't do that. I didn't blah, 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 blah. Complete denial of the situation. A few days go by and he goes, you know what? I lied. I don't even remember that night. I don't remember anything. Whatever she said is, I'm sure it's true. And like, I'm going to stop drinking and, you know, I'm posting this here. And if I don't, if I keep drinking, then I'm full of shit. Years later, he's still drinking. So drinking par aside, how did it feel to see that post? I was like, yeah, drinking part. you fucking liar. Okay. But now this is not even the worst part. Huh. That's not even the worst part. That was like, oh, okay. I thought that was like, supposed to be like the pseudo happy. ending. <laughs> it's not a happy ending though, because then the male host who originally like brought it to the table mm-hmm. without asking me, I'm out in the world. I get a text from this person and he said, I'm going to interview this guy about what happened between you two. Don't worry. I'll make it not awkward. And I'm like, what are you fucking what? And he's not even being like, can I? He's like, I'm doing this now with this guy. So now again, it's like, what? Is, you're not equipped to do this. Also, fuck, how are you not going to make it awkward? What are you, now this is some, fu- now this is fodder for your fucking show. This is also like you like irresponsibly confronting someone you don't have the fucking chops to do this you shouldn't be doing this someone's so not relevant this happened years ago yeah yeah but like, but now it's about his big dick fucking energy and how he's going to confront this guy so this is i'm doing this and i hadn't been looking for my phone for hours and i'm like what and i'm like well now it's already been done right I call the female co-host and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is happening. And like, I'm not okay with this. And how is this going to make it like, how is this going to make it not weird? Like, what are you saying? And she is like, I know it's bad. And do you want to talk to him? And I'm like, do I want to talk to the man who just interviewed someone else about them forcing me to give a hand job? Do I want to talk to him? You talk to him. What the fuck? Like, it's so beyond the pay. Like, if I had been that person, I would have been like, I'm ending this. This is not happening. I will talk to him. Mm-hmm. I am protecting you as your coworker and the- Ostensibly a friend. Friend. Or decent human fucking being. Right. By the way, I go back to where this was recorded. I listened to about- 10 15 minutes of it there's another guy on the recording who is deliberating with everyone about this thing and they're going well she was slutty there absolutely was that phrase of like she always was slutty so now i'm hearing that guy my boss and the dude who assaulted me all discuss this situation on a podcast you know just a group of men trying to decide whether or not this happened, even though the guy's already been like, yeah, I'm sure it happened. I don't remember it, mm-hmm. you know? So now this this traumatic thing is your fun show. Or you're like, 
your way of defending women, which is so tone deaf and insane. Like, you know, so then the female boss basically was like, why don't you call him and we'll all have a conversation. And I'm like, okay, okay. I don't want to fucking talk about any of this. Yeah, I'm furious right now. I just listened to this show. I listened to this complete disregard for me in this situation in every possible way. And then I have to go, okay. And then I'm screaming at this person. Like, how? why the fuck would this, you think? And I'm like, why am I screaming? Why am I screaming? Why are you not screaming? Mm-hmm. You know? But you're not. You know? I should have uploaded the file. I never did. I thought about it. Like, fucking taking it off the cloud and just, you know, having it. But I never did. Wanted to protect the unit. Still. Like, the 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 female boss then was like you'll take a week off you know like he, you know they got me some gifts or whatever you know there was an acknowledgement of how fucked up this was but it was just like okay so now i take a week off and come back into this office like knowing that this is you know conduct that happens um and then there was no that guy was no longer booked on the show um which was nice but it was like so much damage was done just with the irresponsible handling of this thing and also when the female co-host had me talk to him i was just like what you're having me like punish this person like shouldn't you do this and for the end of content like not right. even for like a reason, not like, I think we're going to try to get some reconciliation on it. Just like, well, you know, the show. Right. Right. So it's like, so I guess all this is to say, when I hear shit like this, I'm like, no, we're shutting it down. We're telling the proper, proper people we're behaving. We're behaving as if this is like, you know, a serious allegation and we're letting the relevant people know. And that's what we're fucking doing. We're not bringing victims into it. We're not deliberating. We're not fucking saying, oh, this, that. Take action, you know? And as far as men having, I do think there does need to be some sort of restorative. I agree with you. I think that's the only way we get out of this hellhole. Mm. But I think it has to come from other men. Sure. I don't think it can come from women. I just don't think... I think we're too tired. I think there's too much weird shit with men who do these things with women for them to listen and have like a, you know, rational response to it. And a lot of men are misogynist and they respect the opinions of other men and the guidance of other men. Like men need role models, you know? That's a big fucking problem is there is a lack of these role models. This dude who conducted this fucking stupid interview I think thought he was doing the right thing. Like, I think he, that's how fucked up men feel about this and how centered on themselves all of this shit is, is he was like, I'm going to defend this woman in my life. And I'm like, you're just re-victimizing me by doing this. But you think you're a good guy. And that's how deep this shit is. So Mm -hmm. that's why I just have no patience for it. The good guy mentality. It's, it's such a roadblock because, uh, they think it's good guy or bad guy. Not no good guys sometimes do bad things. Bad guys sometimes do good things. Like yeah. the cognitive dissonance that like toxic people have is shocking. And that's the thing why we're, why like I can't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. You know where it's like 
how are we going to teach them? And I'm like, I don't know. Not my problem. <laughs> let them all fucking, let them all just, you know, when people, and, and when people are like, their livelihoods are being taken away. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. You you did an action and there was consequences to it. Not even legal consequences most mm-hmm. of the time. Like, how are you the victim of this situation? I'm exhausted with you. I just want to work on an island. I mean, this is my why I have such close and tight-knit circles in comedy. And this is why this was so upsetting because this is within my circle. And I was like, oh, right. Even these fucking fake feminist fucks also are up to this. So like when I started in comedy, it was very much like, you know, benefit of the doubt type behavior. Now I meet someone new and I'm like, let's just see. Let's just see. Because a lot of the time, it may not even in the behavior of the women, like you said, there's women who betray other women. There's also women who do toxic, vile shit. And that's another thing is that like, because we treat women like such precious little angels, when they do toxic shit, that shit goes unchecked forever. I told you my fucking stories. Right, exactly. And I go, if this was a man doing this stuff, mm-hmm. he would be fucking dragged. Mm-hmm. But it's because she's this fucking, she's got prob, whatever. So I'm like, fuck all y'all. I don't, I don't care where in the gender binary you are. I hear some <laughs> weird fuck shit. I'm not talking to you. I'm not going to like, actively spread this information but i will spread the information if i think it's a danger to other people and i don't give a shit if people don't like me for that reason i don't give a shit if i'm unpopular good i hope to be unpopular amongst you insane fucking devils like i'm like i talked to my friend about this you know who doesn't do comedy but knows everyone involved and i was like yeah this is happening we're like taking it to this and that and that and he was like Oh, yes, taking it to the tribunal of also extremely (laughs) damaged people, you know? So it's just like, it's such a fucking joke. It is, is, haha, comedy, a joke, you know? And I think the, uh, maybe part of the cruel punchline from the, from the men's side of the thing is that, or I should say from the perpetrator side of the thing is like, if you would engage with this, it would be better. You it will go easier and smoother. Yeah, you can come out the other end if you engage with it. But if you thrash and defend and lot, I mean, it's just rougher. Yeah, I know. Like, look at Dan Harmon. It right. Might be one of the only, but but no one's trying to fuck Dan Harmon, so that's why no one views him as a role model. Yeah, right? like people want his, yeah. maybe want his writing career, but uh, people aren't like lining up trying to be like, no, that's the dude who I'm going to learn how to bang from. Yeah. So unfortunately, like what we need is um the. We need, a, anti- we need a hot Tate. predator. Hot, a hot formal predator. I call, I call for a hot formal predator <laughs> who's really going to create change in our – we can't – having a predator means that you view women as prey, which means you view women as less than you. Yeah. And so that's the reality of predators is yeah. that – That's why these sex educator types, I don't think they can reach the dudes who are looking to Andrew Tate – because they're not they're not clicking on your TikTok. They're not reading no. that article with it's those useless. headlines. They need what you need is it's got to be a hot dude who bangs a lot, yeah. but n- d- treats women like human beings. Yeah, and you need to have that's the influencer, unfortunately. Wow. And and either they're they're coming in from this like weird dating coach angle, yeah. or they look like me. 
Right. And then he, so you need someone who looks like Andrew Tate who is Andrew Tate. I know, right. and it's just it's a it's a waste of it's a waste of space. Well, it's, it's a waste yeah. of air for me. Like you know, that's that's and I think me and the and my friend who, you know, came to a, to pass the information along, both have the similar feeling about it of like. This isn't complicated. This is very simple. There is a right thing to do in this situation. We're going to do it. And then we're going to fuck off because that's not our problem. It's not my problem. It became my problem when a piece of bad information came out and I thought that this should be passed to the right person. And then that was no longer my problem after that. You know, you got bigger problems. You're trying to figure out if you should have a threesome with your boyfriend in Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right exactly. which i think was the first pitch for this episode hey man <laughs> i'm a, I, i'm i'm out here having a, i'm out here having a healthy relationship but that's not that interesting so well i i don't know i think uh would you like to do a little bonus episode exploring your uh your threesome concerns sure okay so behind, patri- behind the paywall behind the paywall yeah. you know look we like to keep a soul out in the open we like yeah, to keep yeah. the, the fun stuff right away. <laughs> you're, you're welcome to everyone who subscribes to the main feed you get to hear fucking you get to hear how much of a shithole it really is out there yeah enjoy well, <laughs> patreon people you'll hear uh some some lighter more fun stuff yeah andrew and i andrew and i are normally funny together a lot of talk about cum and insulting yeah. me and all the it's great um gee, andrea likes to bring up a weird story about my penis through pajama pants quite often god haven't with heard that. that in a while uh <laughs> i so- need to i need to fucking take a tribunal for that <laughs> fucking spongebob square pants pajama pants so ridiculous <laughs> um Patreon people, you hear that tomorrow. But real quick, some plugging news stuff. Yeah. Uh, if I haven't talked about it in the intro already, folks, two things. One, September 16th, Andrea and I are running a... It is the 16th, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me check while you plug away. We're oh. running a naked comedy show at yeah. the Orgy House. Yes, live from Hacienda. We're going to have a live stand-up comedy show with all comedians who are, will not be wearing clothes. Uh, it will just be us and our jokes. Dude, this is the return of us doing naked comedy. And the first time we ever did naked comedy, boy, did we bomb. Okay, you won, but not in a way that you should be proud of. You won in a way that both of us left that situation losers. We fucking ate a dick in front of michael J. no less <laughs> yeah i mean it was just it was just one of the lowest moments of both of our comedy careers so we're redeeming ourselves mm-hmm. now by uh doing a naked comedy show at hacienda which is the place of many orgies um where we've both i think we've both seen each other at least get finger blasted on my end i think i watched you get blown by your boyfriend i don't know what you've seen me do but i've seen you have sex i was like hey belly hey, hey yo they're my friend having a good time. Well, I remember the first time I brought y'all to one of them, you were like, you can't, you can't watch. And I was like, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. People get, people, people get, people get nervous. Um, So that show is on, yes, September 16th. I'll have a link in the show notes. You can buy tickets or you can buy on uh, Hacienda's website, uh, wearehacienda.com. I love Hacienda. Love it Such so a much. Spot. Yeah. And, but also, Andrea. Finally, dog pig. I truly wasn't sure if it ever happened. I, I thought it was. I forget how many you said you banked up front, but I was like, I don't know if that'll ever. I, those <laughs> just might be recordings that she has. 
Those might end up on the hot mess Patreon one day because I can't remember when I thought I was going to do another podcast. This is this is my Chinese laundry. This is a year in the making. I mean, I was yeah, I was in post pandemic, not really able to or during pandemic, however you view it, not being able to do more than the bare minimum. But I have risen like a phoenix, and my podcast, Dog Pig, my sex and dating podcast. A little, it's kind of deep, man. You know, like there's good stories, but it's a lot of discussion about like humanity and sexuality. Um, someone came up to me and said that very, saw a comedian said that the other night, which was really nice. And they said it wasn't hack like guys we fucked, which was very rude to the ladies of guys. Oh, we you're fucked. not saying that. This yeah, no, I'm not saying that. Individual. And I was like, well, that's rude to the ladies of guys we fucked, but thank you for saying <laughs> I'm, I'm not hack. Pioneering the space, but okay. <laughs> yeah, woo, zinga. <laughs> I love guys we fuck to be clear. But anyways, I th- I'm very proud of the show. I, li- I think it covers a lot of um, emotional aspects of things. And uh, it's cool. Dog and pig. It's available wherever they listen to the podcast. Everywhere. If you follow me on Instagram at AndreaComedy69, you know the link is in the bio. Um, so cool. go there. Important question. Is it dog pig one word or two words? Two words. Two wor- oh, That's important. Because mm-hmm. if you search man whore podcast two words like two words for man whore mm-hmm. doesn't show up it's man whore one word uh i found that out the hard way a lot of people being like can't find the show i said no that's just because you can't spell yeah <laughs> turns out they were right seo baby dog pig follow me at andrea comedy 69 on instagram my link in bio has everything that you could ever want for me including, including fansly Ooh, some nudes fansly.com slash dog pig 69 i've gotten some free previews of the content and i gotta say it's uh yeah it's just she's nice it's like i forgot what your nipples look like <laughs> it's been a while since a uh, skank fest 2015 <laughs> i just like take a bunch of nudes and then send it to like all my female friends and billy like <laughs> is this anything and they're like, yeah, it's good. It's no, good. I need to arch your back a little more, but then I think you got it. I know. I mean, listen, you're the expert. You want you want, you want fun? Play around. This I have. Billy's. I, on, I, show, I don't know if I, I Billy's have, standing up right now trying to do a physical demonstration. I don't know if I've shown you this nude or not, but like I took a a, a pic of me behind this, but behind so a mesh it's framed, chair. It's framed just with the mesh. Oh. It's artsy as fuck. I do artsy nudes, man. Yeah. People are like, I was expecting you to be fucking cranking open your asshole, and I'm like, no, I'm no. I'm an artiste. No filter. This is a this is a real filter. He's so proud. Billy's I, so proud right now. This is the proudest nude I've ever taken. Of doing a nude on a fucking mesh office chair, like he's goddamn Carl Lagerfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever the fuck that is. All right, who is it? The next guest on Dog Pig? Hey, uh- <laughs> he is a dead fashion icon. God, you idiot. All right. <laughs> Let's end this fucking show. Well, Andrea, thank you so much. Thanks uh, for having me. Patreon folks, see you tomorrow. And uh, Andrea, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody. <laughs>you want to see this artsy nude it's a really good nude okay i don't care what andrea says i think i <clears throat> nailed it you can catch that nude and other nudes and sexy photos of mine buy some hot content uh, at my only fans onlyfans.com slash call me billy free to follow and set up your credit card if you want to see the goods uh, I would love to know what you thought about this week's episode. I gotta imagine there are some thoughts and some feelings both around the topics we discussed and the episode itself. You can always shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com or you can share your thoughts in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room. 
Now, hold on, hold on real quick. Before you go, before you go, I'm going to actually play you a really fun teaser of me and Andrea Allen during one of our bonus episodes. Yeah, no, we talked for like another hour, another hour. So I broke it up. So Patreon people are going to get two bonus episodes with me and Andrea. I'm going to play a teaser in like just a moment. Just hang tight. I first want to remind you that we do have the Naked Comedy Show here in New York City on September 16th. There's a link in the show notes for tickets. There's also all sorts of links in the show notes for the Champagne Room, for my Patreon, for Andrea's new podcast, for her fansly, for all of it. Again, just check the show notes uh, or email me if you have one of those weird podcast apps that doesn't have the hyperlinks in the episode descriptions. I can't really control that. But anyways, here's a little teaser of our Patreon bonus episode. This first one's coming out tomorrow. Become a member at the $5 level to gain access at patreon.com slash podcast. Men, talk to your other men friends, ladies, NBs, and men who are already doing it. You're allowed to stay slutty. We were hooking, me and him were hooking up, and then I just t- like turned again. I was drunk for a lot of this. I turned around, and she's just laying there with her pussy just out. And I'm like, "What? Well, a lot? Like, you know, it's definitely like it's a threesome that that happens, but like there was no like making out. There was no kissing. I just like looked over, and it was like, ah! and I was like, whoa, okay.'"